0: Interior. Clothes closet. Night. Jerome, a tall, handsome man, sits in front of his computer. He turns it on and adjusts his mic. A new podcast begins with his friends, Zach and Justin. I couldn't tell by uh, that succinct introduction. We're talking about screenplays tonight.
1: Awesome. What is a screenplay for people who don't know?
0: A screenplay is essentially the foundation of the story that directors and producers, actors use to, to read the story and gain their motivations and material for the film. So it's the story laid out scene by scene on paper with the location the time of day, the uh, the characters, their conversations, any specific or important um, visual elements or props that are going to be used. The foundation of pre-production through production when they shoot a movie.
2: It is the blueprint <laughs> of a movie. Yeah, a that's blueprint. a much better way of saying it.
0: I, I like to think of it as the skeleton. because. Yeah it's often the first thing that a writer well it's the first thing that a writer creates when he's really sitting down to make a movie you know they're, they're, it's he has an idea in his head and they decide that he's going to flesh it out and so he starts creating a draft about what this movie is going to look like and they're pretty cool um, there's very specific um, well I say very specific there's variations to it, but there's a generally accepted format to screenplays and uh, and how you're supposed to write them out so that you best show a visual story on paper. Unlike a book, um, there's no internal machinations of the character or explanations of why a character did this or that or what their feelings are. It's very straight to the point and what it would look like if you closed your eyes and envisioned it um it's the idea of producing it's producing the movie on paper it's the first step before thumbnails before uh, production meetings it's the backbone you can't start a movie without first producing
1: a screenplay most how is, many yeah. screenplays are there in a a movie? I guess it depends.
0: How many screenplays?
1: How many variations of
0: a Uh well that are there? that depends, screenplays. So, you know, you initially have the first draft and then that gets approved and writers look over it and then they make adjustments and then you'll have something um and Justin, you might have to correct my terminology. I believe it's just like a a like a prospective screenplay that they send to potential actors to mm-hmm. get actors interested in it. Yeah, good. And then once actors um, are locked in and they start pre-production, they'll have something called like a pre-production screenplay. And as the production goes forward, that might be updated. Um, so it really depends on the size of the production, but there can be tons depending mm-hmm. on how, how big the movie is. Like think about, we were just talking about it before the the movie started. Think about Avatar. You know, like James Cameron has been working on
2: thirty years now.
0: but fathom the variations of screenplays that he must have had. Or you might see in a in a local uh, film festival, might just have one or two drafts. It might just be, you know, someone wrote it, decided to film it, and they and they did it. They made it. it it's there's lots of variations.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Typically, um, screenplays go through several rewrites before the actual production starts. And then once that gets to once the production starts then you have your shooting draft um, and it's usually in the order that they're shooting. So, you know, with with productions, we don't typically shoot in order of the scenes. Only one movie I can think of right now that um, did that. And that is the sixth sense shot shot in order of the scenes that are shown on screen. Right. Um, and so you know we go and then while production is going on there's rewrites and rewrites and rewrites and then you have at the post production you have your your scripts and stuff for the editors and whatnot. so I mean you you write a script for a studio you might get one you as a writer might get one rewrite and then it goes off to the studio and they they do all the the changes and stuff so screenplays go through a lot of crap before a, a finished product comes out
0: but I really enjoy the the process of screenplays and watching that evolve into a finished product. Like for instance, um, sitting in front of me on my computer is a screenplay for Django Unchained by Quentin Tarantino, and it's literally a scanned pho- photocopy of one of his drafts when they were shooting. And on the front page, it's got scribbled Django, Unchained, written, directed by Quentin Tarantino. And then it has last draft, April 26th, 2011, scratched out. And next to it, it says draft 113 of 12. So this is this is a like, mid-production screenplay that I'm looking at here. And it's very interesting to me just how... Uh, sometimes stories evolve outside of the screenplay and sometimes they stick straight to it. I just love that process. Like um, another screenplay I have is Napoleon Dynamite. And, um, and I remember reading stories. That they pretty much, they just, they made this screenplay, um, Jared Hess and Joshua Hess. And they just kind of got the actors involved in it and they just kind of went for it. They did a lot of guerrilla filmmaking and and didn't do a lot of like pre-rehearsal and things. They just kind of had the script, and they went for it. Two very different films, two very different uh, production styles, and they both made incredible films.
2: Yeah. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, I believe, started off as a short film. And then I don't know who, but somebody convinced Jared Hess that he should make it into a feature. So that's what he did, and I'm glad he did because that movie Thank god bless them i yeah i don't care what anybody says that movie still holds up it's great i also
0: love um the visual, the visualization process of screenplays and how they have to use this descriptive language from a third party viewpoint where you're kind of forced to read it and envision the scene in your mind and sometimes it's so interesting to me how different scenarios that you watch or that you, that you get when you watch the finished, the finished product. So like Napoleon dynamite, um, I'm just going to read like the first page of the, the Napoleon diamond screening. uh, then the Napoleon dynamite mm-hmm. screenplay. Every scene starts with some signifiers, uh, denoting whether it's an exterior, um, scene, which is outdoors or an interior scene. um, and where it is and what time time of day. So if you ever read a screenplay, every time you start a new scene, you're going to see that designation. And that is a way for the writers and producers who are reading this to kind of help visually switch to the next scene. So page one, exterior, Napoleon's house, morning. So we know where it's going to be at since house is the morning. Napoleon. A high school teenager stands in front of his small farmhouse waiting for the school bus. He has curly, poofy hair with bedhead, generic glasses, early 90s moon boots, and a t-shirt with an Idaho wildlife scene printed on it. It's so descriptive. He opens his Trapper Keeper to reveal an action figure attached to some fishing line. A school bus screeches to the halt in front of him. He closes the Trapper Keeper. Then he goes to the next scene. Interior school, school bus, morning. The bus door opens. Napoleon gets on and goes to the very back. He sits down next to Vern, a kindergartner, eating a hash brown. (laughs) What, Vern, what are you going to do today, Napoleon? Napoleon, whatever I feel like I want to do. Gosh! Napoleon opens a window next to him and takes out his action figure. He looks ahead to make sure the bus driver isn't watching. He wraps more fishing line around the action figure and then chucks it out the window. I love that. It's so descriptive, and the way that it's written Mm -hmm. is so indicative of the way that they established their shots. Like the dead, dry, just cuts, and the the static shots that they use throughout the film, and just the timing of everything. Even the way that they wrote the introduction. They have a, a perfect description of who this guy is. It doesn't explain any of his intentions whatsoever. Why the heck does he have an act, uh, an action figure? Why the heck is he getting on a bus with kindergartners? Why the heck is he, like, ragging on this five-year-old who's <laughs> eating a hash brown? Why do they Why do they describe the kindergartner eating a hash brown? I just... I love that process.
1: Do you feel like viewers could get more out of the screenplay than the movie at times by realizing these extra bits of information?
0: Well... Not necessarily, not all the time, but sometimes if you watch a movie that is surrounded by controversy or, you know, went through a lot of rewrites or, you know, has kind of um, a a split difference between like people either love it or hate it, I like to get screenplays for those types of movies because often when you look at the screenplay for those types of movies, You can find material that was taken out of the final draft, and kind of explains, you know, what the writers' intentions were for this character, why they were acting a certain way, or, you know, something that should that would have helped make something make sense further down the line. Um, And it's also really fun. I'm a huge nerd. I actually, whenever the best pictures come out, so like the Oscars are coming up, whenever the um best uh, original screenplays get nominated all of the best original screenplays gets posted online as pdf that's that's part of the it's part of the oscar process and you can go online and find the pdfs of all of these movies that are up for best picture best screenplay and I like to take those screenplays and watch them side by side with the movies. I'll actually watch the movie through first. Like I'll watch the
2: movie through first
0: one time and then I'll go get the screenplay on my laptop and I'll go back and I'll watch it again, like the next day and read the screenplay, watch the movie and, and pause. I'm like, Oh, okay. They changed this here. They moved this. That explains this. Go to the next scene, read the next page. I've done that with like I've done that with Django Unchained. I've done that with the power of the dog. Um it's just a fun experience for me. I like to see the the writer's intentions and the finished product and how they align sometimes and then other times are completely different.
1: Did you do it with cats though? That's the big question. No, but I should. Like, seriously. I'm curious. <laughs> like the I stage will. play I'm, versus I'm the,
0: that right now screenplay like i just glass can glass imagine the
1: the, the creepy descriptions of the human looking cats yeah
0: but the thing is you have to um you kind of have to be on the ball because the um nominations committee who distribute the uh screenplays often take them down so if you don't find the screenplay when it's when it was originally posted online, sometimes you you can't find it, or you have to do a lot of digging to find a PDF. And what something what also happens sometimes, which provides frustration to no end, is there are also movie transcription websites where they simply take the transcription of the movie and and record that as the you know screenplay quote unquote and so you'll look up a screenplay for you know uh, the batman and then you'll just find a a website that's like a transcription of what they say in the movie which is entirely different and useless because it, it it's gotten rid of all of the all of the good stuff all the clarifying information
1: the exposition the exposition
0: the author's intentions the description the you know, removed scenes.
1: So the movie everything. transcription, what do you left with? Dialogue and some closed captioning descriptions?
0: Essentially, yeah. They literally just take the transcript from the movie, like the closed captioning okay. from a movie, and put it in a Word document and, and put it online. So when someone looks for the screenplay, they just get this transcription.
1: Mm-hmm. I think reading a screenplay, at least when I was skimming through... The joker you know todd phillips's joker uh, joaquin phoenix it felt like i was reading like a book in a way and yeah and at times not grammatically correct or the most formal of sentences when uh, phillips is writing about arthur's history or what he's feeling uh, when he's getting beaten up by the, the teenagers in, in, in the beginning of the movie Like, for example, I'll just read one little excerpt. The kids start kicking and beating beating the shit out of Arthur. It's brutal and vicious. Nobody on the street stops to help. And then it says, close on, Arthur's clown face down on the road. Sweat running down his face, smearing his makeup. Doesn't even look like he's in pain. He just takes the beating. Arthur's good at taking a beating. And the last line, that stupid smile painted on his face. And then title. And that's when the big old joker, the word joker pop up on the screen and you have that eerie music but just that excerpt of uh description it it just was it's fantastic and that's not something i i I don't think he arthur was uh, used to (laughs) this type of pain just based off of that but i guess i could assume so um it's been a while since i've seen the movie but i feel like some screenplays like i would have known like from like watching the movie about certain things, had I not read the screenplay, perhaps. Yeah,
0: they they often give so much to me, I, it's almost like lore. Like people have an obsession with Star Wars or Harry Potter and stuff. And to me, screenplays are like the lore for a lot of the movies in my life. Because some of these are based off of narratives and stories that you can read a book about, but some of them, like Django Unchained or Napoleon Dynamite or The Joker, those are original screenplays. And so if you want to learn more about it, you kind of have to go direct to the source from the writer itself. And it's the way that the writer is handing this out and giving you a chance to, you know, share in the creation process and the secret of of how their brain works and how they produce. But anyhow, I wanted to ask you... Um, because I kind of gave you guys homework, what screenplays uh, you came across. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the movies with them? Um, What did you guys think? What was your experience?
1: Justin, would you like uh, to go first?
2: Sure. So I'm going to be honest with you, Jake. I didn't read anything, but I did in college. Um, We had to, for one of my classes, we had to read feature-length screenplays. And uh, the two that I can remember reading was American Beauty with Kevin Spacey um cool. and it was i mean it was pretty pretty basic it, it kind of pretty much followed the the movie if you've ever seen the movie so i watched the movie and read the screenplay and it pretty much followed the movie i mean there might have been some things that were there were a couple a few things that were um taken out from the movie compared to the screenplay i don't remember what happens i like i barely like that movie was a good movie but i don't really remember it that well <laughs> um but i but we also read the screenplay and I watched the movie to Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, that sounds <laughs> great. And so the the screenplay was really cool because I don't know if you've if you've ever seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World, but it's basically like a movie but a video game, right? Yeah. So like they fight and they're superpowers and um, you know, whenever Scott beats up a one of the um evil exes that uh the they burst into coins and like all that stuff was described in the screenplay and it was really cool the way edgar wright was able to like um write it down and you could see it in your head like and and there was one point where he's like he says uh this thing happens and then in all caps he's like like it it, it's like a real live video game and i was like it is (laughs) like a real live video game and uh so I remember just reading the script and being like, oh my God, this is like just like like the movie. But it, it's really cool because you look at this movie and you go, How the hell are you supposed to write? Put that into words, you know? But man, exactly. Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright is a boss when it comes to writing. Like he can mm-hmm. he can he can write. And so he was able to do it. And like, even though I had seen the movie before, it had been a while. Since I watched the movie, and so when I read the script before watching the movie again, I just remember going, "Oh yeah, just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah." So it almost sounds like a like like horn or something, man. Because I was like, "Oh yeah, this is cool. This is good. Oh yeah." <laughs> like reading it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's right. It, that that is what happens." Like I could see it in my head through the whole thing, and then I watched it. It was it was like perfect. It was yeah, in sync. It was. Great. I
0: remember reading the script for um or the screenplay for Hop fuzz edgar Wright's screenplay for hot fuzz Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um and i just remember being so impressed with his ability to to describe such fast-paced cuts and dialogue and inserts and voiceovers um and material that they're really complex when we watch when you just watch the movie you see the finished product and it all comes together but when you're producing the screenplay Every single time you cut away. So, for instance, um, you know when Angel is in the uh, police. Uh, he's in. He's in the
2: police department.
0: We call it the, the police office, and then the police department, and then it's talking about him, and then they do like a voiceover. And then they do an insert and then they go back to the police station and they do another insert and then they go back to the police station and they go do another. So every single time you do that, you have to describe, you have to literally plan that out in the screenplay. So I think for, for some of the hot fuzz when they're introducing Angel, there's like nine or ten, you know, inserts back and forth on one page because it's all like. Yeah, so fast. I also love, I would love to get the screenplay for Baby Driver. Can you just imagine if I didn't look that up right now, the like specific speci- speci- specificity? Specificity, thank you, sir. <laughs> that you would just have to have in the screenplay alone to have your entire production staff understand the purpose and. You know the the of that movie like that is a movie that is in enti- it is a action like it's a, like an action comedy musical drama that is cut literally to the beat of music, every single scene, every single action. and it has to be done perfectly or else the whole thing falls apart. You just get such a a great idea of how these writers think and how to write to create these different scenarios. I'm trying to find the cat's screenplay right now. I'm I'm obsessed with finding the cat's screenplay now. As soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm spending the rest of tonight (laughs) fighting
1: it. Glad I could contribute to something.
0: (laughs) Because that's just like, I mean, you've heard me rant about that movie before. That is just a wild like visual spectacle and I a really want to see how I really want to see how the screenplay of Cats is because like maybe it's a, a quite sensible screenplay you know <laughs> like what if what if I open a screenplay and it's just like oh yeah motivations make sense, character makes sense, look at that uh, finished storyline you know uh, all three... <laughs>
1: like it has <laughs> so to capture the visual oddness I'm yes
0: that's what i need to know what do you guys think about the uh creation process of screenplays to movies i know justin you have personal experience i hate writing it. screenplays Just before
2: kidding. uh that's my favorite part of the process because i get to sit down and figure things out alone although i am trying to find like not like a writing partner but you know people to write different stories with um, you know maybe write something with I have a friend named Jacob that I, I want to write with and a friend named Pace that I want to write with and so like there's people I want to write with um, but the one thing about it I like is being able to like figure out everything so like what I really want to do is get a is get a large whiteboard and just write and kind of it's kind of like the index card process but not with index cards you just the writer's room thing where write down all the main points of the, the movie that way I could sit down and start writing and then look over and be like okay that's next and start writing and, and so um, even like the rewrites are fun for me so when I was doing my thesis movie you know I, I started with a completely different story um, that kept getting changed that kept getting changed to the story I ended up with like the original story I had wasn't anything like the story I ended up with And So it was just like a whole process of like trying to decide what to do, trying to decide what to do. Based on the comments I was getting, the feedback I was getting from my fellow classmates and my teacher, I kept having to change it and change it and change it. I really like writing and I really like editing because I get to do those things alone. The the production process is fun when you get to work with other people, but kind of winding down and and just kind of figuring things out on my own is fun.
1: So what as an actor are you trying to absorb when you're, reading the screenplay and how much room for interpretation is there for when you get to the filming process?
2: Um, well, for my actors, at least I, I like to kind of give them room to like, um, so I give them the script and I say, you know, read it, let me know what you think. And they'll come back with what they think. And, you know, I might, I might have an idea for this character. And they're like, well, what if, what if this character's like, you know, this kind of thing. And, I'm like, oh, yeah, so I'm totally open to interpretation from my actors, you know, and open to, you know, if they if they could want to create a add something to the backstory or or whatever. I'm like, OK, yeah, that sounds great. Whatever helps you to perform the part the way um, I see to my head and we can try to like um collaborate on that like I do enjoy the collaboration process with 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 expanding and and creating and developing these characters um so I don't know I I like I have an idea in my head but I'm always open to like hearing ideas from actors and stuff I don't know if that answers interesting because I feel
1: like some actors might read a, a screenplay for parts and get turned off by what they're reading well, but they might, unless unless they. I mean, that
0: happens sometimes. Yeah, unless they, they
1: express their concerns to the writer, then they might just well, move on.
2: You know, uh, speaking on it might, that... be, it
1: might be it might be written in such a way that's hard to visualize how this could be uh, a good movie. Uh, visualizing uh, the story.
2: Well, luckily. I've never had to deal with that, but specifically, but there were, when, when I was doing my thesis movie, because, you know, this is the only movie I've really put a lot of, like, a crap lot of work into, Um, the character, one of the characters is a mother who um leaves her children and she starts a second family with another woman, right? And, like, I really, I really wanted it to be another woman. I didn't want it to be a dude. I don't know why. I just felt they they she needed to have met a woman and so um <clears throat> there was one one woman that uh was I was gonna offer the part to it but I was like hey there is an on screen kiss with another woman and she and be just because of that she was like oh yeah that doesn't that yeah I can't do that and I was like okay that's fine you know I can sure find someone else and then I found somebody who was willing to do it um but then because of COVID, she was willing to do it regardless of COVID. But because I told her, you know, I was like, I'm going to be checking temperatures. We're going to be wearing masks like we'll be, you know, we'll try to be as safe as we could be. But then she um, had gotten some some acting gig in Chicago and she really wanted to keep it. So she was like, is there anything we can do? And I was like, yeah, I guess we can just just, you know, get a pregnancy test and. And say, you guys are pregnant now instead of kissing because i needed <laughs> i needed to show some some sort of way that they are together and they're going to stay together you know mm-hmm. so i was like well pregnancy test is a little cheesy but let's go ahead and do that so she you know she whips out a pregnancy test and shows her her girlfriend and they hug and they run inside and so like that's kind of the whole like working with the actor when it comes to the writing and um and you know, taking something that they're like, is there any way we can change this? And just trying to work with with that.
0: Like you said, Justin, you're pretty flexible with your actors. Like you want their, you know, you want their uh, uh, cooperation and collaboration. Whereas some screenplays don't have room for that at all. Like, like I would say, Edgar Wright's. A lot of Edgar Wright's material is is specified to a T. You know, like he has a very specific look in mind. He has a very specific shot style, time, framing. Everything is is specified already in the screenplay. Every writer has their own style. Looking at the way the Joker was written versus the way that uh, Napoleon Dynamite was written, the, the, the Joker had so much more gravitas, whereas Napoleon Dynamite screenplay was short, punchy, dry, because they're the written description of the way that these movies are going to visually be
1: prepared. Are there any examples of the differences in the screenplay versus the film, where maybe something that was omitted in the actual film, but you think it was for the better? What's an example that you could think of? I don't know.
0: I remember there being a few differences in... Django Unchained um, screenplay versus is the the finished film um, I'm trying to specifically remember what it was A lot of times things are just taken out, not necessarily because they are bad just but because they were taking too long right um, which yeah, yeah pacing. You know, so it's like they're scenes that would be would have been great to have, but they didn't think that the wider audience would sit still if they had to sit through, you know, a three and a half hour movie versus a two and a half hour movie. Or they were able to condense um, you know, motivations, like a character's motivations that was in three scenes down into one. They just found a more efficient process of of uh, ending up at the same at you know they, they ended up at the same place they wanted to they just were able to do it in a more efficient manner which is what happens a lot during shooting and which is why you have all those production scripts because that's continuously being shot and edited on and worked on and revisions here like i know um i haven't read the joker screenplay um so I don't know if it's in the screenplay or not, but I do know Arthur's uh, musicality in the movie was something that evolved on the set. I know by um, listening to interviews with Yokon uh, Phoenix and, and the director, that that was not something that was originally intended for Arthur's character, and it just came about. One one day on set, I think it's the, the scene where he's dancing, slow dancing in the bathroom after he's murdered the those three banker bros. That was something that evolved on on set. And so whether that ended up in the final draft for when they submitted it for, you know, best original screenplay, I don't know. But if you're able to find an early production draft, I would be willing to bet money that that wasn't in there because that was something that evolved on set with the actors and the directors. Yeah,
1: I've read it after the the murder of the Pinker Bros, as you put it. Uh, he, he goes to that bathroom and was considering killing himself, but yeah. he ends up doing this, Joaquin Phoenix does this slow, mesmerizing dance that goes along with the the haunting strings, and Todd Phillips liked it, so they kept it.
0: So stuff like that, a screenplay is uh, not always going to show you everything, but most of the time I feel like they are a good look into what the writer was originally intend, uh, intending. If you're one of those people who love to watch behind-the-scenes specials on DVDs or Blu-rays, um, you can find screenplays from all over, and I, and I find it's one of the most authentic sources to to kind of learn about this movie that you've enjoyed.
1: Yeah, I wanna talk about one brief addition or omission, difference between the screenplay and the, and the film and Joker. Remember when uh, Arthur Fleck, he dresses up as a clown, and goes to the hospital and is, is singing and that pistol falls out of his pants or out of his, I think, I, I think it, I forgot that it just slipped down. His pants, some I don't know, but anyways, it got the, got him fired, basically it got him sacked from Ha Ha's, the the playhouse. So, uh, in the movie, after Arthur Fleck you know, leaves the, um, he punches the the time card box, I believe, um, he and says something snarky to Randall, the big hefty guy that loaned loaned him the gun in the first place. Um, in the movie, it, it just cuts off after to the to the next scene. After uh, you see him about to exit into the stairwell, Arthur Fleck. But in the screenplay, there's an extension with Randall following Arthur Fleck outside, and he's asking him, "What's up? What was all that about back in the in basically like the locker room?" Uh, about the the gun and making insinu- insinuations that it might have been his fault uh, for what happened, because Randall was he wasn't totally aware of who might have killed uh, um, the banker people um, earlier, uh, and now he feels like he's being blamed by Arthur Fleck for the for the the sacking uh, because he's ultimately the one that gave him the gun, and he also I believe lied. <laughs> Uh, to his boss and say he never gave a gun to Arthur, so there was an animosity uh, in the scene uh, between Arthur and uh, Randall, and you could sense the the Joker creeping up. And Arthur Fleck's performance, at least based on the screenplay, and uh, I forgot the exact dialogue, but I feel like it's 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 good that it was omitted because maybe it's showing a little bit too early some of the motivations for why he ultimately. Decides to uh, stab uh, his former coworker to death and bashes his head against the wall. Uh, so it was more yeah. of a surprise. I feel like seeing that apartment scene um, the way we saw it versus kind of the precursor uh, moment uh, with just after that that sacking uh, after he gets fired. So that was, I think, a good a good example of. Yeah, it would have been nice to see that pre Joker. Uh, moment uh, with Arthur Fleck and so he it, the screenplay, he's singing that one song that the banker bros were singing, but uh, he, he's singing it to Randall as he just flaunts off and it goes off to the next scene. But I think for pacing as well, I could see how that would have, it's just been a bit too much. Yeah.
0: Well, that reminds me like um, in Django and Shane, there was a scene that was taken out entirely where, um, in the near the beginning of the film, when um Dr. Schultz originally meets Django and he's in a line and he's um being pulled along the chain and he asks him if he'll be able to identify the the uh what are their names the brothers uh there's a whole flashback scene that they removed from the movie where essentially uh the brothers uh Force uh, they rape Broomhilda. They they rape Broomhilda and have other uh, slaves rape Broomhilda, and and force Django to watch while they whip him and stuff, and so things like that. I think that's an example where it was probably best to be taken out because there's plenty of other examples of how terrible that the uh, those brothers were in the film, and at a point like that, especially so early in the film, probably would have been gratuitous. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah so that was just one example that i remembered off the top of my head
2: and i know we're we're talking about movies but one thing i I do know is um especially listen to like podcasts like office ladies they they talk about a lot of stuff that is cut from the show because of like time or because it didn't make sense and that's more the editing process not the screenwriting process but you got to think like these writers you know it took time to write all this stuff into the show that doesn't get put in um and they end up taking out because like i said because it's cut for time or it just doesn't make sense to keep it it's just not that funny so they'll they'll get rid of it um and they did that a lot in in the office uh, for sure and i'm sure a lot of tv shows um where they're really you know it's really time restrictive so they have to make you know certain cuts.
1: I feel like there's certain movies you could tell that there were cuts made or something missing.
2: Sometimes uh, movies can suffer from from a lot of rewrites that end up not making sense. They they keep having to rewrite and rewrite and rewrite, and they you know they're and I've come across a few movies like that, and I can't think of them right now. But um, there's been a couple of movies that I've uh, seen or heard of that suffered through because of rewrites because you know they're they write a movie and then they rewrite and rewrite, rewrite and then they have to start shooting you know they have to start shooting justice league yeah at a certain time um okay uh because of Joss Whedon I assume
1: and Snyder's uh daughter yeah yeah so, yeah. so uh, i mean that's a
2: great example
0: of having a screenplay and it being interpreted totally different ways by the director you know mm-hmm. Like Zack Snyder had an intention for the film, and then when he couldn't be attached to it and see it, see it through the way that he wanted to, they brought someone else who had a completely different vision, and he marvelized it. Arguably, and he marvelized it, and and that is another example of why I find reading the screenplays along with the movies so interesting, because the screenplay gives a better intention. Like, it it would give a better intention of Zack Snyder's, you know, uh, meaning than it ended up being with Joss Whedon and the overproduction of Warner Brothers.
1: Well, he got Zack Snyder got his vision accomplished thanks to... The outpouring of support from the community
2: yeah but now they're trying to get they want netflix to buy the snyder and i'm like guys it, like let's i'm over this point <laughs> yeah i was gonna <laughs> say let's I got, just I'm put happy the, we got the the, 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 the snyder Justice cut like, that's what i'm saying <laughs> like League, yeah. like let's just put the Snyderverse to bed and and let yeah, other people yeah. do their thing I, yeah, I'm, let I'm, henry
1: move on i'm, I'm past that <laughs> i'm not one dude. of those people that's hanging on to henry cavill for superman
0: i will say one caveat um when looking at the screenplays versus writing screenplays, is the screenplays that you come across as PDFs online are finished movies already, um, and they're also often written and produced by big name directors, you know, household names, massive studios, and so there's a lot more um, character to those screenplays than you would if you were writing a screenplay. There's very strict rules for writing what's called a spec, a spec screenplay or a speculative screenplay versus the shooting screenplay that producers and directors use in Hollywood. One is basically the initial idea and um, format formatting it in a way to, to try to sell to a Hollywood studio. And the other is once it's been accepted, and you can start adding the actors' names and the and the uh, you know uh, camera movement and material and things like that, and really start characterizing it in a way that represents how your film is going to be made. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Justin can speak. Um, I mean, I had a screen write a screenplay class as well, but I'm sure Justin can speak to that as he's written lots of screenplays to what the difference writing. in writing a speculative
2: script versus being able to
0: versus the screenplays that we read from finished production. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, when when you're writing, you're you have all of like 100 percent, you know, freedom to do what you want. Now, when you there's a few ways you can go about taking your screenplay to that next level so you can either write your screenplay fund the movie yourself, shoot it, take, do whatever rewrites you want, right? Or you kiss, because even when I was writing my thesis, I had to, I had a committee I had to go through as well. And sometimes they're like, you know, you have to defend defend different choices and say, well, they'll be like, well, why did you do this? Well, this is why. And sometimes you might win, sometimes you might lose. For the most part, I kept pretty much everything I wrote. Um, I mean, I, I changed it and rewrote it and rewrote it, but like, I didn't change it too much, you know, to where it wasn't mine anymore. Um, and then you could, you could also, so like, um, directors such as Kevin Smith, Wes Anderson, um, who else am I thinking of? Uh, M not Shyamalan. You know, they, they take their movies and they might, they might get, you know, different production companies to help fund the movie, but the script is theirs. They do whatever they want with it. Um, then you have movies like, um, like Waiting. Have you ever seen Waiting? No. no. Okay, so Waiting is a movie about servers in a restaurant, right? And pretty much they were able to uh, get a script to Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds became interested. Instantly, they're able to shop this script around because this one actor is interested. And and they found a production company that um, bought the script from them and and decided to let them make it um with probably a few changes um but they also got to direct it they got super lucky there so that's another way you can go about it is is like hopefully you can or you can go the matt Damon, bit affleck route too it's the same concept where they're like we have this script it's a really good script the only caveat or only condition is we have to star in it you know and they they shopped it around nobody's like who are these guys we don't even know these guys we're not gonna put them in our movie until miramax and kevin smith helped them to get to that point. Right. And so, um, you can go that route. You can either straight up make it, you can either get a, um, a studio to make it for you, like get it greenlit and immediately make it kind of like Juno, or you can straight up sell it. Right. You can just yeah. sell the screenplay, which that's where the spec script comes in is you, you shop it around and sell it and then it's done. It's not yours anymore like it's gone.
0: It's interesting that you brought up Juno because I actually think there is a PDF of the speculative script for Juno online.
2: Cool. Where was that?
0: I came across it. Um I didn't have the time to read it, but my understanding is it was a speculative script for mm-hmm. Juno before that was in production mm-hmm. or accepted. So there's some great examples um of Produce screenplays and speculative screenplays that you can find online. If you're someone who's interested in writing, someone who's interested in creating the screenplays, one of the best things you can do is finding the speculative screenplays from these writers and, and producers who had their movie made in Hollywood. You can see how they formatted. You can see how they described the scenes and intentions and characters in a way that was engaging and visual for, for whatever intern... has to read it in Hollywood in a back room somewhere.
2: One thing I was telling Zach before we uh, started was uh, one thing I would really like to do is I have a bunch of screenplays that were given to me when I was in college and I would love it. It would cost like a of money, but love to take them all and like bind them into like hardback books and just have a, a screen screenplay library. I think that would be, be, be so freaking cool. Um but if you go to a24.com you can actually buy their some of their screenplays. Um, yeah, they they're like bounded by books. So right now they have Minari, The Lobster, Under the Skin, Lady Bird, 20th Century Women, Hereditary, Moonlight, Hereditary, The The Witch and Ex Machina screenplay books.
1: Was Call and, Me my, By Your Name was that a a24 film as well or no? I don't Call think, Me By I don't, Your Name
2: I don't think so. Dang. Did you watch? Yeah. That?
0: Sometimes you know if if just finding the screenplay screenplay online isn't enough for you, they make books. Like you said, A twenty four makes the book. I have the shooting script for Inception. It's a it's a just a paperback um, book that yeah. Christopher Nolan had, and it's really cool because even in addition to the uh, screenplay itself, it has uh, inserts. Of um, of a rough drafts. Um, his his the first handwritten note that he made, building the uh the dreamscape like ladder system. You know, so we like he built the whole uh dreams within dreams layers system on a napkin in like a in like a restaurant somewhere, and they they put that in the book. Um, yeah, that's cool. Rough drafts, changes, notes from from Nolan himself and the editors. Um what do you call well, it? Um uh, not not thumbnails. My mind's blanking. Like the
2: the footnotes.
1: Annotations, maybe annotations. Maybe. Annotations,
0: the first um the first uh like animatics that they used for mapping out scenes, things like uh, that. Like a storyboard? Storyboard. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. <laughs>
2: um, I was like animatics. Like, uh yeah, I was actually looking. I wanted to see if they had any A twenty-four books on Amazon. And I came across uh get out the complete annotated screenplay on Amazon. I was like, that's cool. pretty cool. Like I wanna I wanna get that and just read it. So you can find them out there that are, you know, officially you, I mean, you might have to pay a little bit for it, but dang. Produce
0: sanctions? Yeah, they have, they have like, the Dark Knight trilogy. They've got A24's Inception. They've been, um, you know, you can probably even find, you know, I bet you could find, like, a screenplay for, like, Star Wars or other oh, pop like, cultural items.
2: The Grand Budapest no. Hotel illustrated screenplay. It's illustrated. Oh, yeah, look, there's a Dark Knight trilogy. That's so freaking cool. Oh, my God. Isn't it? Yeah. I love
0: screenplays. I love reading screenplays i love comparing them the whole creation process is fascinating to me but
2: particularly
0: how a thought that's in someone's brain can get you know can get put on paper and and inspire enough people to create a massive production is is just incredible to me i love that someone's idea can be made reality and it all starts all starts with the screenplay
2: yeah because with the screenplay that's what gets studio executives and actors and stuff interested in in your work and potentially you know getting it to where it needs to be on screen Um, that's kind of one of my dreams is to write a screenplay and and either get it made or just sell it i think just selling a screenplay would be cool uh, 60 bucks each yeah, no, 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 no. We're we're talking like at least at least five hundred thousand, maybe a million, maybe five million. Well, Justin Strange
1: screenplays are costly. I see.
2: Well, I'm just saying, like it can be anywhere from five hundred thousand to ten because
1: million it could turn one. into a movie. Yeah. Well, yeah,
2: it just depends on how bad they want it, and if 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 it's if there's a bidding war between studios and who who really wants it, you know, it's just one of those things. One thing I will say. That is, if I, if I ever did sell a screenplay, I would put in there that one of the stipulations to buy my screenplay would be that my name has to be in the credits. So it'd be like original screenplay by Justin Strange. Like that yeah. would that would be I mean, not saying they make already to me. Do that, Doctor but I would, I would I would yeah. make that happen. That would be in the yeah. contract.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So anyway, I think that's all I have. Is there any closing uh, statements or thoughts you gentlemen have to share? i love uh, one,
1: screenplays well it makes this this conversation wants me to delve more into kind of what you you do uh, jake regarding you know, watching the film and following along uh, via the screenplay uh didn't you, you said you used to follow a synopsis while you watch scary films because you don't want to be yeah I'm,
0: I'm a wuss when it comes to scary films so uh-huh. uh, so i I, I would. I'll follow a synopsis, not the screenplay. That's next. Um, do that, but next. just a synopsis <laughs> of just like, oh, they're in the closet, and some ghost pops out. Okay, I know <laughs> what's
2: gonna happen. I won't
0: be wigging <laughs> out.
2: One thing I will say is, if you want to write a screenplay, now I'm not talking to you two. I'm talking to whoever were whoever's listening. If you want to write a screenplay, it is so easy. Like the first screenplay I ever wrote was before I went to college for it, and I just looked up how to do it on the internet, and I did it. And I wrote like a ninety something page screenplay. I mean, it was crap. <laughs> um, I mean, looking back on it now and thinking about it, like it wasn't, it wasn't as good because it real, it was real surface. It was a, it was a superhero movie and it was real surface layer stuff, you know, like nothing, um, no real character development, no deep converse, No nothing like that. Like it was just conversations and action, you know, nothing super, um, nothing super developed. But, you know, I wanted to do it and I did it like and I would write it on my computer. And then since I didn't have a laptop when I was in class, I would just write it on paper and then type it when I got home. And so it's it's as easy as as they say, one, two, three. It's easy as being yourself.
1: Yep.
0: And and there are free software programs out there. Um, When I was in college, I used Celtics. Yeah, I use
2: I use that, too. Um, now i use yeah, final draft
0: um yeah so that they they have programs like even if you don't know the the correct formatting for building a screenplay there are programs that help you correctly format a screenplay i used but to it, you don't have to use the you don't even have to use these programs i've written a screenplay in a little like eight by ten notepad I, I had a dream one night and i woke up in a cold sweat and i wrote like a little three minute uh, screenplay based off a of dream that I had yep. just in my notepad uh, so yep. so long as you have the passion to to pursue it and do it um you shouldn't let anything stop you because it's it's a really cool process
2: pursue it and do it and don't say screw it am i right guys i just made that <laughs> up uh, one more piece of advice keep a dream journal because dreams make the best screenplays okay true so if you have if you have something right next to you when you wake up you write it down immediately that way it's there and that way when you go back to it, you're like holy crap i remember this dream and that way you can write it
0: well i think that's gonna do it for the podcast tonight thank you so much for joining and listening with us um let us know what you think you can find us on facebook instagram twitter youtube we want your interaction we want to know what you want us to talk about Uh, whether you like it you hate it you know uh interact with us (laughs) we're also (laughs) that sounded really desperate (laughs) but we We need the feedback (laughs) yeah um you can also find us on spotify apple google podcasts essentially anywhere that uh, a podcast can be found thank you so much for listening in and have a fantastic day